MMA Fight Corner. Get back. Uh, joining us in the Fight Corner right now, Clay Guida, fresh off his win over Takanura Gomi at UFC 125. Uh, how's everything going, Clay? Everything is going great. Thanks for the uh, wonderful intro, and thanks for having me on the show, guys. Sorry about running late. Ah, dude, it's never a problem. I mean, wait, you are the dude. Come on. <laughs> dude, yeah, the dude's not um, known for, you know, being on time. He's more, uh, you know, laid back, enjoying um, his robe and his jelly, jelly shoes and his <laughs> Do you like the White Russians? White Russians, I'm a big fan of. Yes, nice. Nice. The dude Very does good. abide. The dude does abide. Well, I got to ask you, I mean, you you went into that fight, in my eyes, a, a favorite, but a lot of people thought Gomi was, uh, you know, the heavy favorite. Uh, was that your plan in the fight to, to go for the submission, get him down, or uh, were you just ready to take it however it goes? Oh, we were definitely, you know looking for ground and pound to our submissions. We knew he would make a mistake eventually. We saw what happened, you know, in past fights when he gets tired against, you know, Nick Diaz and Kenny Florian and, you know, and, and the pride and stuff like that. So we knew eventually he would um, give up his neck and take it, but I didn't know it was going to be in the second round. I figured probably third round, you know. But uh, we were unpredictable on our feet. We kept him guessing with the crazy head movement or whatever, the funky chicken dance, whatever you want to call it. And, uh, <laughs> We just kind of overwhelmed him and got into our wrestling, which uh, helped us open up our submission. Yeah, and not many people can handle... I mean, Gomi's got such great takedown defense. It was very impressive to see you be able to get him down. And, uh, I mean, it's really funny. I actually thought you would be submitting him in the third round, too. When we made our picks on Friday, that was actually what I put on the website, that you would be submitting Gomi in the third round. But uh, you kind of lost me a little money by making it the second, but I'll still <laughs> <Yeah>. take it. <laughs> All right, well, hey, I guess I owe you the interview then, right? Right, right exactly. <laughs> Way to pay up. <laughs> yep, yep. So you're back in the gym already? Yeah, I went, I trained, I was back in Albuquerque. I worked out, uh, we did a little light sparring today, and uh, yeah, I feel good. No bumps or bruises, nothing, man, no soreness. So ran a few miles in uh, Vegas yesterday and back in the gym today. Feeling great. No, if I may, I am Heidi. How are you doing from the Fight Corner? Hi, Heidi. Hey. How are you? Good. I was just ask, wanted to ask that right after, you know, you started going back to the gym and everything, is there anyone in particular that right now you would like to fight? So you um, don't really have anything? Yeah, right now we're just kind of taking things in stride, seeing what Joe Silva has for us. We're going to let stuff settle. We want to be, you know, fight top five and ten guys. Guys are going to get us close to the title contention. Right now you look... Uh, Jim Miller and George Federopoulos are, you know, number one contenders, whether they're going to fight each other. Well, I'm sorry, Anthony Pettis is the number one contender. But, right. Um, you know, those guys are right there in the mix. Um, there's four or five guys that any, any matchup is a possibility, so we're not overlooking anybody. Um, we're not picking anybody out, and that's never been my thing to call anyone out. It's just not what I do, so I'm not going to start now. But we're going to be patient and um, just train and see what they got for us in the future. Very nice. Now, when you when Joe Silva calls you, and, and uh, do you guys ever think before you accept a fight? You know, what does that do for me? Or are you, you ready to go with whoever he puts in front of you? No, you always have to have a strategy. You know, there's the fight career is a very short window, and you can't just fight anybody. You know, we've done that in the past, and it hasn't, um, hasn't you know, paid off very well. So now being a great judge, we're very strategic about who we choose. You know, if you look, we, you know, we fought the likes of, you know, like to the best 55ers in the world, I think. You know, in my UFC career, when I fought Strike Boys, we fought the best guys out there. Uh, so, yeah, we go over with Greg Jackson, Mike Winkle, John, and my brother Jason Guido, and we think about it, and um, we're very, um, you know, we're just very 
careful about who we pick and who's going to set us up the best and who are, you know, who's a good matchup for us. I think we're a bad matchup for anybody because you know you got to be in shit. You know you got to be able to stop wrestling. You know you got to be able to grapple and strike. So it's just one of those, I think we're hard to train for because you never know when it's going to happen, you know, so. It's true. You you are tough to train for. I, I don't know any. It's very hard. I can't see you know someone saying, "All right, we're going to bring a clay guida type into the gym to help you prepare." I mean, it's impossible to find. Right, you're better off bringing like a few more people in and <laughs> hoping they're all in shape. <laughs> hey, Clay, this is Ron. I got to tell you, man. You, you listened to my show a couple of uh, shows ago, and I said, you are my favorite, and this is not just blowing smoke because I have an interview with you, but you are hands down my favorite MMA fighter there is or ever was. I think that every fighter should try to emulate your style, your balls, your passion, your heart, and you just, you know, you never read about you getting in trouble. You don't shit talk. You just go in there. You do your business. You get rocked. You keep coming, and, and you're like a machine, man. Way to go on that win. Oh. I appreciate it, Ron. Thanks for having me again on the show. I really appreciate all the support and uh, the wonderful compliments. And, um, you know, it took it took several years. You know, I was, you know, in college. I had uh, I had some rough goals, you know, losing wrestling matches and stuff like that and kind of storm off the mat. And I realized that's not about uh, that's what being a man's about, taking your licks, you know, taking your wounds and, you know, being a man and taking, um, you know, taking everything in stride. I would kind of storm off with a bad attitude. And I realized that. When you lose, man, you go out there with, you know, a smile on your face, take your opponent, that, and you get back in the gym and learn from it. So I've, I've really turned a corner, I think, uh, mentally too, and just realize, you know, those like Fedor said, the man who's never fallen will never get up after he lost to um, for Bristol very doing. So I take a lot, you know, I believe in that a lot. I think he's very well spoken after that, and um, I learned from guys like him and Dan Gable and you know some of the best wrestlers and you know, athletes and fighters in the world, and there's a lot to be said for that. A true champion, I don't think, is, is measured on uh, wins and losses. He's measure, measured on who he brings with him and what kind of, um, you know, what, what, what's been put up against him and what he battles through. Now, how much has Greg ja- Jackson helped with that? Because I know people are saying, oh, you know, his submission game has improved. Yeah, you had a ton of submissions on your record before you went there. So, I mean, yeah. what has he done for you in the mental state? Because we do know that that camp is just, they're so well-rounded everywhere right. in the physical aspect and the mental aspect of preparing. Right, that's a very good point. I'd say there's more, um, just super, a lot of confidence space, you know what I mean? Everyone knew I had submissions before the UFC. I got submission of the night in my UFC debut back in 06. Um, but, yeah, the description of competition is harder to submit guys, but now I just feel a lot more confident in, you know, uh, not necessarily giving up position, you know, from my ground and pound, but just going for the going for the lock and feeling 110% about it. Because a lot of times, I don't know, am I going to give up this ground and pound position or give up this, this half guard to go for the submission? Now I believe in believe them, and just like I believe in my hands, you know. With Winkle John, I've been putting... A lot of, you know, I think, I don't know, but I, I would say I think I outstruck Gomi the other night. You know, I think I tagged him more than he hit me, and uh, which he was, which overwhelmed him, which I think surprised a lot of fans and surprised the crowd for sure. Yeah, I agree. I think you did outstrike him. I think you had the perfect game plan going in, and uh, you know, perfect win, well deserved. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, <clears throat> Clay, this is Billy Mira. I, I have a, I have actually two questions for you. But my first question is, what, what do you do in your spare time when you're not fighting or getting ready for a fight? Um, 
what do I do when I'm not getting ready for a fight? Right. What is it that you do for fun? Well, Besides go to Lebowski I, Fest. <laughs> yeah, you guys have you been? I've been to Lebowski Fest a couple of times. Uh, I cruise around in the RV. As a matter of fact, I think in the next day or so, I'm going to be heading out and uh, visiting Joe Daddy and Cubs Florence and out in uh, California. Take the RV for a ride just to see in. Um, maybe go, we're thinking about hitting the, uh, the film festival out in Palm Springs and um, just kind of checking out the scene. Seeing yeah, but- enjoying the warm weather. Clay, do you ever uh, make your way to New York in that RV? Uh, I have not. The furthest uh, the furthest east I've made it was North Carolina for the Ultimate Fighter tryouts uh, this past April, and I brought some of my teammates and uh, teammates and coaches from back home. And uh, so that's just, just as far east. I haven't made it quite as uh, north as New York, but I would love to. Now I know you got a traveling home, but like, have you done the whole? Like, do you go back to Chicago at all, or do you stay really, you know, stay put in, in New Mexico? Um, no, in between fights, I head home for, you know, spend some time with our folks, uh, friends, family, stuff like that. And then uh, when I hear about a fight, then I train back home, you know, but with the teams, you know, Midwest Training Center, Gilbert Grappling. And then once I hear about a fight and it's locked in, I head back out here for, you know, anywhere from 10 to 12 weeks. That's a great life. Now, here, here's the second part of my question I have to ask you. Coming from an ex-long hair like myself, because I was a, a heavy metal singer in the 80s and 90s, <laughs> and I, I got to ask you, and I felt when I cut my hair, a part of me went away. I have to ask you, is, do you feel that your hair gives you some kind of a um, Samson-like, Samson-like strength? <laughs> Most definitely, man. The power is derived from the hair. No joke in that. No doubt about it. And it uh, makes me taller, too. So <laughs> I've heard that you um, refuse to cut your hair to have them use your image in UFC Undisputed, the video game. Is that true? That is untrue. Oh. I refuse to, yeah, I refuse. Of course, everything gets through in the media. I right. I the, the $10,000 that Dana White offered me just to cut my hair down a bet. That, uh, that was for UFC Magazine, right? No, I thought it was for the video game, yeah? It was for neither. It was just he called me. He just called you. He just called you. <laughs> See, yes. Look how much the media screws things up. But you it's hear like different like stories. <laughs> That's why we got to go to the source. Yeah. That's exactly. it. That's where I'm the point. Now, being that you have a long hair, does that is that? Are you like a rock fan? Does I mean is that like an image for something, or is it just you like long hair? And that's just your thing. Oh, I'm, I'm a huge music fan. I love Fish, Grateful Dead, The Beatles are my favorite band. I love all sorts of music. Nice. Um, so. I go to music festivals in my spare time. This, you know, I, I, I hit several music festivals, Summerfest in Milwaukee, um, you know, a lot of jam bands, you know, things like that. I saw Fish a couple of times. We went tailgated at the Fish concert after my went over to uh, Dos Anjos. So I love that, music. That is, it helps. It, it me. Yeah, the, the Fish concerts are an event. I remember I went to a Fish concert a few years ago, and all I heard were these people walking around saying they lost their dog Nuggets. It didn't it took me a little while to realize what they were talking about. What they were talking about, exactly. Don't get, don't get fooled. No, no I'm not. I, I did not get fooled. Trust me, I won't get fooled again. And uh, that was that was my downfall, actually. Once I found out what Nuggets was, I was in trouble. Oh, Clay, if you're a rock fan, yeah. I, I got a little treat for you. Billy here does impersonations. He does two very famous rock people. He does Ozzy Osbourne and David Lee Roth. You got to hear this. You got to hear this, Clay. You're going to crack up. Here's, here's Ozzy. Here's Ozzy talking to Clay. I've got to ask you a question, Clay, man. If I, if I go on tour, man, would you become my bodyguard, you know? <laughs> I'm ready, man. If you got a, if you got a bat on stage, I'm there, dude. <laughs> now get a little Roth. This is Rock'em Sock'em Diamond David Lee Roth right here. How you doing, Clay? Listen, anytime you want to practice the martial arts together, pal, I'm right there for you. We can do a little sparring. You know what I'm talking about? 
Right. Get, uh, get Sammy Hagar and, uh, and Van Halen lined up, man, and I'm there, bro, for that one, too. I don't know if that would be a sparring <laughs> session or a full-out brawl. You know, Clay, if I fight Sammy Hagar, you're going to train me, right? You're going to be my sparring partner. you know. And and I don't want you to hold back. I want you to kick my ass. Wow! <laughs> That's pretty good, right? He sounds like David Lee Roth, right? better than good that's amazing <laughs> well clay listen we know you got a lot going on we know you're back in the gym um listen enjoy your trip best of luck in the future go get them you guys are awesome thank you very much and happy new year thanks, thanks. you too clay right, clay. 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 enjoy the new year